Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? What's up, Welcome gang? to the broadcast. Simon Arias here. Get, here. Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Got my man Mike Russin in the house, and uh, I'm going to just bring it out there in advance. Uh, for those of you watching, for those of you guys listening, just picture, this is my, this is this is one of my dogs in the business. Uh, what are you, 26, 27 26. now? 26 years old. Started at 20? 21. 21 years old um, in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, was not where he's from, but that's where he started in this business, played rugby, and reached out to me on his own, out of the blue, uh, on social media, and, and, and introduced himself as a, a new agent. And the, you know, one of Maxwell's laws is the law of intuition. And uh, my intuition and instinct, or, you know, to give, you know, more credit to the, the situation, I believe that I don't want to sound corny, but I believe God put us in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. and, and so I feel like my spirit was led off of off of something so small. And I knew that you had it uh, like that because I've been doing it for so long. You know, so if it's, you know, if it's six years or five years, you know, for you, you know, we're, we're nine years in for me. So imagine how good you are in this business. You know, three more years on top of where you're at right now, you're, you're, you're going to be on a whole nother level. And so my instinct told me that that something was special about about Mike, and you know not only did did he go through a shit ton of adversity that I want you guys to hear. I mean this guy went through a shit ton of adversity that people don't see. They just see the beautiful girl inside and out in my girl Geneva. They see the Maserati bouncing, chopping through the streets, <laughs> and they see you crushing numbers and uh, wearing suits and a smile. And donating to uh, you know to our to our youth program thousands and thousands of dollars, but they don't see your car getting repoed mm -hmm. and uh, repossessed. And, and most people would have quit, you know, at at that point. And uh, but so if if you see me or hear me laughing over here, it's you know my man. I tell him, you know, he got those eyes. If you got any friends like that, that you know, you could tell that they ain't got them all. You know, that there's you know, <laughs> elevator don't go straight to the top floor. Maybe one level below the penthouse my man do, you know so you got the eyes that tell you so when i look at him i, I got the balance of like man you i love you, he just he looks like he's he's crazy but he got a lot of heart and he put that energy into into being great and special in this business and special special to people and i smile a lot just because i got so much love for you and so and so proud of you you know i know you're starting to experience the uh the feeling of of being having people with you that started with you and, and went through some hard times mm -hmm. and started out young. And then you watched their life change yeah. and Aaron and Sam and Travis and the people that you've been able to, and, and you know, the feeling that that brings. Yeah. And it's so incredible. for me to, to watch your transition and to see where you're at right now and know that it couldn't have happened for, you know, too much, you know, don't get too much better or more deserving than you. Uh, is exciting for me. So I, you know, I'm laughing and I'm smiling. You know, when, when I'm looking at you all the time, bro. So, you know, we, we why don't we jump into um, how you came into to, to this business, where you were going to school, what you were doing, upbringing a little bit, and kind of let's get a little bit of background of your story. Got it. Got it. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate all that. Um, 
you know, I, I was I was born in New Hampshire, but I was raised in New York, uh, just a small town in New York. I learned something um, new just now. Yeah, yeah. Born in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, moved to New York. I was raised in uh, Western New York. Uh, from there, I went to Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Uh, played rugby in Allegheny College. We had a great year my senior year, undefeated and unscored on my senior year. So that we were pretty proud of that. And then from there, you know, when I left school, actually I was home on you fall break. In high school. Yeah. I wrestled in high school. Yep, you do? That was very important to me. I would have been, I broke my leg, but I would have been a state champ my senior year, but I busted my leg. That was no fun. But, uh, you know, sports was always really important to me, especially that one-on-one -on -one aspect in wrestling was, I think formed a lot of my discipline and character now. Yep. Um, you know, wrestling was the hardest thing that I ever did. You know, there's no conditioning on the planet. I don't nah. think like wrestling. I played every single sport. I don't think any of them come close. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, back to Allegheny, um, I was actually home on fall break and, uh, I sent my resume out. I wanted to get some interview experience with different companies and a few companies reached out to me. Um, I had a semester left to go. I figured I'd just go interview, get some experience, get my name out there, build some relationships uh, before I graduated. And AIL in Erie reached out to me at the time. Uh, my MGA was Casey Kunash, his, his recruiter at the time reached out to me um, and set up an interview. She said, our managers are, are making six figures here. And immediately I was sold. Uh, so I came in for an interview. So and, let's uh, stop for a minute. That's a key component of this. You know, the, and this ain't planned. We have no agenda. It's right. Like, we're just Nothing. going with the flow. So to me, what stands out in that already is, is your mind. One of the things that it takes to be great in life, I think, is to be open-minded. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people would have heard that like, ah, oh, this is, uh, can't be too good to be true. You know what I mean? And, and not come in. Right. And another person hears the exact same thing and they hear opportunity. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, is that glass half empty, half full? Right. So understand if your spirit and your mind couldn't have received that the right way, none of the other shit happens. Yeah. Right? And I, yeah. And I think what else is important is that I wasn't accepting anything other than a six figure opportunity. So I had in my head coming out of college, I didn't want anything else. You know, 60,000 a year wasn't going to cut it for me. Maybe if I knew that I could work my way up within a couple of years, but the whole corporate you know, you got to wait for somebody to die or get promoted or transferred to get a, you know, to get a, get, get a raise. Uh, that wasn't going to work for me. Um, so as soon as I heard I could make a hundred thousand dollars, I was in. So I went and I interviewed with the Erie office and I sat in on the company overview and, uh, I dropped out of school the next day, you know, so I was the first kid from our family, um, that I know of the Russin family that crazy shit to go, you out. Yeah. <laughs> to go. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody thought I was nuts. I mean, they already knew I was nuts, but they thought I was even more crazy Little at the like time. Andy Frisella's nephew over here. Right. right here. <laughs> so, uh, I dropped out immediately and, uh, much to the dismay of everybody, uh, that knew me. Um, and a lot of people at school, they didn't get it. A lot of my friends didn't get it. My parents at first didn't get it. And uh, I think many I don't think many parents would you know, no, be, be thrilled no, about it. No, especially, you know, Allegheny is a prestigious school and all that. So uh, I dropped out and I jumped, jumped right in up fully in 100 percent. And okay. uh, there was no looking back from all that. Right, so that got us to the to the to the moment. Yes. All right. So then you come in, you have some success mm -hmm. and and then some some obstacles start arising. Yeah. You know, some self-inflicted, you know, some happenstance. And you, so you go through a rough period. Tell us about that rough period. Yeah. And um, tell us about how you got out of it, you know, because I think that's the knockout punch. You know, I think, I think Tyson, 
you know, it's Tyson that, that, that said everybody got a plan till they get punched in the face. Yeah. And so everything sounds, you know, good. I, you know, uh, jujitsu sounds good for people and, and, and until they get, start getting their ears messed up or their eye gets cut Tapped or they get choked the out in their humility, you know, yeah. and their ego gets crushed. Or, yeah. you know, people want to box till they get punched in the face. And so everybody wants to make 100000 mm -hmm. but that's less than, that's 5% of America. Mm -hmm. So the only way to be a part of that 5% is you're going to have to take some, if hundred thousand, you got to take some jabs. Five hundred thousand, mm -hmm. you have to take some hooks, yeah. some uppercuts, some body shots. You know, a million, you got to take a couple head kicks. Right. And and so you took your first blow, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a big one. And and you come out, and how did you get out of it? What was going on in your mind? As most people don't make it out of that. Okay. Um, yeah. Just to preface it, like you said, I did have a pretty good amount of success when I started. You know, I can remember my first month. I wrote close to twenty thousand. My first month released. That's when I reached out to you because I figured I got a little, maybe a little bit, little bit of something, a little bit of something to back it up, right? Yeah. Um, second month did really well. I, I did really well up until my sixth month, <clears throat> and then you know, in our in our business, we have retention, meaning you got to retain a certain amount of clients, um, or else you don't get paid. So we hit retention, um, which means you know we were we were writing a good amount of business, and and, and we weren't making anything out of it because of our own our own mistakes. So I think I'm, I'm saying that because I think number one, the biggest key was realizing that, you know, I put myself in that position. Nobody else put me in that position. And I think that's where a lot of people get messed up is bad things happen um, and they want to blame everybody else, right? So they put it all on circumstance. They put it all up. My parents, my coaches, my friends, my family, my teachers, the world, the economy, all this other stuff. Um, and they take no accountability for their mistakes. So what happens is, is when we don't take accountability for our mistakes, we don't learn from them yeah. because we're just blaming, yeah. you know? So I think that was, that was key number control. You give up control. Exactly. It's basically saying that the world has control over me it instead of me having control over yeah. the world, you know, in my circumstances. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was number one was realizing it was our fault. It was my fault, especially me being the leader. Um, number two was having a goal and a vision. How we got out of it was we just knew no matter what, no matter how bad it got. I mean, I can, like you said, the car repoed, I can remember Travis Vaughn and I, my right hand man in this business, we're sitting in my office one day and we're just sitting there like, dude, what the hell are we going to do? I've got no car to field train in. I've got no money in my bank account. I got, I'm negative in my bank account. I'm back two months on rent. I got the landlord. I'm just ignoring his number. Um, what the hell are we going to do? Um, and we just knew that vision was very, very important. We knew that we we're always going to reach our goals. We knew that we we're always going to meet our vision. We knew it was going to happen. Our vision was bigger than the obstacles we were encountering. And then num encountering, and then num number three, when we were sitting there, we just decided to take action, massive action forward. And we knew if we took enough massive action forward for a long enough period of time with persistence that we would eventually get on the other side. So that's what we did. We just ponied up and we went to work, like work hard, you know, and Love we got it. through it. Love it. So let's let's talk about uh, when you came out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, what what is what does it look like, you know, now and, you know, uh, you've been consistently rocking for a long time and what's cool to know and i don't know how many other people know but what's cool to know is that as much as everybody's excited about how well you're doing right now we know this is the bottom mm -hmm. you know this absolutely is, this is just uh i mean what you're doing right now we know is just you know if i if i were to just take a nap and come back in two years i know you're going to be quadruple you know where you're at right now triple 
you know, at least where, where you're at right now, but where you're at is a dream, mm -hmm. you know? And so people can see you now and you in, in 26, 27 years old and, uh, and, and see what you have. Mm -hmm. They see the perks, they mm -hmm. see the stuff, they see the, you know, and it's not just what you have, it's your happiness. You could tell that you're, you, you could tell that you enjoy what you do. Love you it. could tell that your people love you. You know, when, when, uh, when you win, they win, when you get, you know, they, they, you guys are all a family, you mm -hmm. know? So it's, it's, it's not just the money that you're making or the car that you have, or it, it's, it's the happiness in Geneva. It's the happiness in, in your team. It's the happiness in within yourself. And you know, no, no one's perfect or nothing's perfect, but, uh, it's not just the stuff, but it's the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and so they see that mm -hmm. and, and what they don't see is, you know, when they see you sipping wine at, at uh, uh, Napa Prime all the time, you know, eating steak, they don't see you eating, you know, oodles and noodles, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and so tell us about what it looks like right now. What it looks like right now, um, by the way, ramen noodles with hot sauce and an egg, that's, that was like, that was the retention meal. That's okay. what we call the retention mm -hmm. meal. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, what it looks like right now, you know, what's funny is that I don't really have a good answer for that because like you said, we're nowhere near where we want to go. Nowhere close, nowhere close. It's better. Don't get me wrong, but I still have, I still have a fear. And what I mean by that is I can remember my cousin, Josh teaching me how to box for a couple months. And I remember every time I would throw a cross, I would drop my left hand a little bit. And what happened was he popped me a couple times right up the side of the head. So getting hit in the head because I was dropping my hand, taught me that I can't drop my head hand or I'm going to get, I'm going to get rocked, yep. you know? So it's kind of like That's now, yeah, yeah. It's getting punched, you know? And, and now, you know, where we are now, I still have that fear to where I'm not going to drop my hands and I'm not going to, yeah. People like you were saying the Maserati and the ring on Geneva's finger and the lifestyle and the dinners is and the money. It's cool. But, uh, and, and, and our team is awesome, but I'm never going to drop my hands again because when you drop your hands, that's how you get knocked out. What I mean by that is I'm never going to stop going to work. Yep. You know, you'll still find me that's here in the office do. at, yeah, that's they stop going do. to work. You know, you'll, you'll still find me here at the office at six thirty, seven o'clock. I don't have to be here. I'm going to get paid anyways, but I know it's important that I'm here. You know, I didn't have to go in the field this week. We went in the field this week yesterday, dropped four or 5,000, you know, because I'm never going to give the, just, just to give the viewers or listeners a small, you know, taste of what we're talking about from the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, to what is now the top, but we know is the bottom still, mm -hmm. cause we're going to another level. What do you think the check's going to look like on, on Monday? Monday will probably be anywhere from 10 to 12. 10 so to 12,000, so 10 to 12,000 for the, for the week, mm -hmm. weekly income. for one week. Yeah. So that, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about dude went from not being able to pay his bills to 10,000 a week in income. Don't know when's the last time a lot of people got to hear from people or, or, or see people like that at right. 26 years old, but it's a rarity. And, um, and, and so I think, you know, we'll go from here and start talking about your mindset. You know, the, the, obviously your mindset, your heart, uh, I think your head and your heart got to be in the right place in order to win. You mm -hmm. know, if you don't have heart, but you know what to do in your head, but your, your, your heart ain't in it, or you ain't ready to go to battle or you don't have heart, then I, I don't think it's good enough. You right. know what I mean? Or if, if your heart's in it, but your head ain't in the game and you ain't focused and all of that stuff, you can have all the heart in the world if you don't know what you're doing. So what are, what are some, what are some things that stick out to you now as a coach, you know, of others uh, what are some of the qualities that you would say uh, the best people have 
you know, the ones that show to, to have the most success, what, what are, what are those, what, what sticks out in those people? Uh, grit would be number one. Um, people that are gritty. Um, you know, I've had people walk through the door that looked the part, you know, good looking tan muscles or good looking girls and stuff like this. And they talk a big game, but they don't have any grit. You know, basically when it comes down to it, a, they're not willing to do the work required and B when things get hard, they tap out immediately. They dip. So I would say number one would be grit for sure. There's a great book on that too called grit. I think it was Angela Duckworth. That's one of my favorites. Um, but it talks a lot about that. And then number two would be discipline. You know, I'm always looking for people that are going to be disciplined, you know, and it, so the first two you named takes no talent at all. None, no so talent. We, not, it wasn't, we, we need you to graduate from Harvard. You know, you got to have a 4.0. Mm -hmm. The first two things you name were things that doesn't take anything but heart and yeah. focus and things that are within everybody's reach. Yeah. Right. All right. So, you, uh, so I got it. Yep. Okay, keep going. Grit, discipline. discipline. Yep. And then, uh, you know, in, in, in building on that no talent thing, it was funny that, uh, Number three would be people that are willing to do what other people don't want to do. So what I mean by that is they, they did this cool study on violinists. Then they took violinists. They started them at the same age, same socioeconomic status. Everything was pretty much the same. And they followed them for 20 years. And they went back and they looked at them after 20 years and they ranked them. So the ones that just sucked. And then there were ones that were average. And then there were ones that were great. Um, and they had all three groups rank activities from most fun to least amount of fun in all three groups from the great to the ones that were terrible all said that playing for crowds and concerts was the most fun and the least amount of fun was alone time practice all three groups said that the difference was is that the greats did what was least fun more than all the other groups and that's what made them great so it has nothing to do with talent it has to do with being willing to do things in the dark when nobody's watching when the lights aren't on that's going to separate you from the rest of the pack so i would say that's number three are people that are willing to put in the work that's not fun for yep. a result that's a lot of fun yep. so let's talk about that the the just that one aspect doing things that you don't want to do mm -hmm. in order to get a result is typically what separates people from the pack absolutely so the first part of that i mean this is what I pound into my goddaughter's head, you know, Amaya. I mean, if she was here right now, she'd be like, man, I mean, this is, this is, this is her life every day. You know, awesome. I'm always doing it. I mean, you see uncle Simon going down here five o'clock to, to hit this bike. You think I feel like doing that? You know, I don't feel like doing that. You see me going to bed right now at eight 30 on Memorial day. Everybody's having a good time and it's daylight out and I'm going to lay in the bed. Maya, just note this down. Because you know, I don't want to go up here right now and go to bed, but I got to get up at four, so I got to go. I got to go to bed. Right. So I'm always pounding into her head. If you want to separate from everybody else, because she wasn't given the easiest life, you know, she got dad was murdered, you know, mom didn't graduate with a super education, their their economic situation, you know, they, they were living in the projects, and 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 she was wilding out, mm -hmm. and so you know, she's came into a high school where she's behind. You know, mm -hmm. as far as what they, their education level and hers. And so we're trying to close that gap. But what I'm trying to teach her is all these things that we're talking about that'll really get her to surprise everybody and win. Right. And I'm right. pounding into her head. 
of it's all about doing the things that you don't feel like doing that, that that's going to get you what you want. So everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants. But the gap closer is what are you willing to do that you don't feel like doing that you know that you need to do. And I think a part of that comes from a person needs to know why. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sounds corny, but I think people that, you know, the uh, what's the the SEAL guy that's out right now? Jocko. Uh, no, the other guy that runs. In, oh, uh, uh, Goggins. Goggins. Love Goggins. You know, he's talking about being driven. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between motivated and being driven and driven is, is, is just constant internal waking you up early in the morning and something pulling you inside. And I think if people would sit and give themselves uh, time to think, you know, people don't think enough. You know, we wake up in the morning and people are just like flying and flying and flying. But really sit back and think and and about your life, your life and where do you want to go and why do you want to go to that level and where is it that you want to go and constantly remind yourself of where you want to go, why you want to go there. What's it going to do for your family? What's it going to do for the world? What's it going to do for others? And you got to keep it in front of your head and heart every night and every morning mm-hmm. to do those things in, in, in the dark that it takes. Because yeah. a lot of what it takes is the internal battle. When I'm, when I'm posting, you know, we have a thing called a group me, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, group text message for all of our you know leaders. And, you know, almost every morning I'm in there posting every morning, four thirty, five o'clock, almost every morning, every morning. And, and sometimes I just take a break so people don't get. So they're not like, they, it just doesn't lose its its vibe because I right. do it all the time. And I think I need to explain this next meeting why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm when I'm taking pictures of scripture, highlight it and, and sending motivation and sending pictures of me sweating at 530, 6 o'clock in the morning, it's not to show off. It's to show people what it fucking takes. Right. Is that I'm 14 years in the game. A lot of people look at me and say, think that I got it all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or it, it, but why am I still doing this? Right. And so I'm showing them that I'm willing to do this and you want to close the gap, but you got to be willing to do this. That's why I'm showing you how to do this because this is what it takes. And you want to get to where I'm at. These are the things that you're going to have to do. Yeah. And the people that embrace that, you know, I think you'll see it in their performance. Yeah. You know, and the people that don't, you know, we're sitting here two, two years from today, three years from today, and they wonder why they're not, you know, where, where they need to be. And, and it, it goes back to some of those fundamentals. So we talked about what, what, what you see in others mm-hmm. that, that would, you know, stick out to you about those that are successful. Anything stick out <coughs> to you in people that uh, fail that should not fail? You know, people that come in and you're like, all right, he got the gift. They got some she things got the gift. and... What what are those people doing that they shouldn't be doing? Right, uh, that's that that's a good question. I could go on for that because most people fail, you know. So there's way more evidence of failure than there are success, you know. And I, going back to what you just finished saying, what I've what I've noticed is that the more successful people are, it's almost like the more disciplined they get over time, or like the more consistent that they get over time. Like when I study the great of the greats. They don't, they don't stop when they've got it. You know what I mean? It's almost like they almost, they, they work harder. So I feel like one of the biggest things that a lot of people, the mistake that a lot of people make is they have a little bit of success and they take their foot off the gas and because they think they figured it out. Like you stop doing the lack of humility, right? Yeah. They lack humility and they stop doing the things that got them there. 
And then they're confused as to why shit stops working out. Well, you stop doing everything that got you here. It's like you, it's like you worked out for three months and then you had a little bit of a six pack coming in. Then you started eating donuts again and it started, stop running and shit. How long like, does it take to get in shape? How much pain did you go through? On, I mean, how much you lost? How much I lost weight? like 40 pounds. Okay. So that's a lot of pain and sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Over months. Right. How much time would it take for you to get out of shape if you said for the next month or, you know, however long I'm going to eat like shit and drink like shit yeah. and not exercise? How long do you think it would take to, to go back way backwards? Took eight months probably to get in pretty good shape. And I, I would say it would probably take two weeks to undo it. I agree. I'd say two weeks, a month, maybe. So it's maybe always easier to fall off. Always easier. Than it is to get to where you want to go. And right. it's usually that that level. You know, mm -hmm. I tell people like, man, this dude made one bad decision, yep. cost him five years in prison. Right. He, he made one bad decision, cost him two years in jail. Mm -hmm. And then that's don't even set you two years. It sets you back further because you, you went backwards and now you got to dig out of that hole. And you weren't Sometimes. making progress. And you can dig years. out of that hole if it's you. The, right. the key is you can dig out of that hole. And your story becomes, the, the, what, what you went through becomes your way to motivate and connect with, with, with other people. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the, the mindset is what you're talking about. Is so, people, so many people are, are taking four steps forward, two steps back. Yeah. Five steps forward, two steps back. And, and it's rooted, I think, in, in the, you know, you, the first thing you opened up talking about was fear. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to beat anybody over the head with my spiritual beliefs, you know, but, you know, I start off with, you know, I start teaching people Proverbs yep. and all of that stuff. And in, in the beginning, chapter one is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom. Yep. So in the if I believe that one thing, if I'm going to be zoned in on that, then that understands that you basically can't have that, the, the wisdom without a little bit of fear. And the right. fear is respect. Respect. And so yep. it just can be respect, whatever. You know, if, if you're not on the spiritual level, people understand in karma, people understand in, in what you put out in this world, you end up getting back in this world. Whatever it is that you believe, the the fear of, of the universe or whatever uh, is the beginning of wisdom, having that fear and that healthy respect of, all right, I appreciate where I'm at and I don't want to go back there. Yep. And so that, that fear, that wisdom will keep you pushing because, you know, John Maxwell says, you know, you can't get to the top of a mountain on accident. That needs to be intentional, intentional. to climb up there, but you could fall off on accident. Mm -hmm. You could just take two steps back and whoop, if you ain't paying attention, you're off. Right. It's a whole lot harder to get up. You know what I mean? And it's a lot easier to, to, to fall off and, and get down. So um, any any tips or advice, you know, you would give for somebody that started out, that's starting out in business young because you started out in business young. And there's a lot of people on here that are in sports. There's a lot of people, on, you know, the, the, let, we did the stats and like less than a quarter of, of our listeners and viewers are, are AIL people, which is cool. Yeah, you know, that, that's awesome. That's not the even the majority right now. Right. So I have to make sure that, that everybody can grab from this. But, you know, if there's somebody young trying to excel in mm -hmm. something or in business and, and how do you overcome the inexperience, you know, when you get in and there's other people that got more experience and, and, uh, you know, how do you pass them up? How do you, how do you grow? You know, what do you, how do you, you know, go from 21, 20 years old? What's, what's the things that, that could sh shoot people? You know, to, to yep. where they need to be to, to not shortcut, but put in the work on the right things to get them to where they want to be. Anything stick out? Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing I'll say is that whether you're in sports or school or business, every principle that's taught, the principles of success don't change. 
the same things that make people successful in sports are the same things that make people successful in business and the same things that make people successful in business, the same things that make people successful in school. So if you're listening to this, just understand no matter where you are, this all applies. You know, um, the first thing I would say to somebody young is don't, if you're anything, if you're like everybody else, you're not going to be successful. If you're doing the same, it's impossible for you to separate from the pack if you're doing the same shit that everybody else is doing. If you're waking up the same time as everybody else, if you're working the same amount of hours as everybody else, if you're going to the same amount of practices as everybody else, the same amount of after school hours as everybody else, you're not going to be successful. You're going to be exactly like everybody else. It's impossible to put in the same amount of work as all your friends and your family might have told you was enough to get a different result. So I think the first thing is you have to identify that you're going to have to take action that might be uncomfortable and it's going to be very different than what everybody else is doing. You know, getting up earlier, staying later, working harder, and that you have to be comfortable with accepting criticism from people. And the biggest thing that I learned is that I wasn't going to take advice from somebody I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade places with. I had a lot of people finish school. I ain't not at college. I think it's great. But I had a lot of people co finish college and they were telling me I was crazy and I'm looking at their life and I'm like, I don't want anything like that. You're still in debt and your kids are in debt. I don't... I, I know, again, I'm not hating on anybody, but like I had to hold myself to a higher standard as to where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. So yeah, number one would be, you got to be different than everybody else. And you can't be afraid to be different than anybody else. Number two would be, don't take advice from people you wouldn't switch places with. You know, if I were trying to be a D1 all American wrestler, I'm not going to take advice from the dude wrestling D3 who, who can't even place, you know, I'm going to take advice from somebody like Kale Sanderson or Dan Gable, somebody who was a great, you know, in the business or in, in, in that sport. Um, you know, number three, you got to have your goals and you got to write them down. Mm. There are studies, so many studies I, that show every successful person I've ever listened to or talked to, whether it's you coach or somebody that I read about always says, Write it down on paper. You can't hit what you can't see. So I think it's important now, especially with all the technology we have, I think it's important that you get out a pen and a piece of paper and you write that down every day. Your goals are something that you should revisit every single day. And you got to have the discipline to make sure that you do that. I mean, think about it. Like if I'm going to be an all-American athlete, I got to work out every single day. Well, if you want to be successful in any endeavor, I feel like you should be revisiting your goals every single day. If I'm going to be a pitcher, I got to throw balls every single day. If I want to play basketball, and, I got to shoot hoops. things got to align. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like if I wanted to be a, a, a superstar pitcher, but mm -hmm. every day the actions that lead you to that don't align, exactly. something got to change. A absolutely. You know what I mean? It, the, the, the roadmap to doing what you say you want, the activities on a daily basis need need to be those things. Absolutely. If if is there anything that stands out to you, you know, in your first couple years as a person, you know, just early 20s to now uh, that you were weak at mm -hmm. that you would say you've turned into a strength or you at least turned it into a not a negative anymore, a positive, you know, some weaknesses that maybe you were able to get better at or overcome that stand out to you? Uh, I used to be really impulsive, which I think a lot of young people are, you know, I mean, I think that I would have been okay through most of retention if I wasn't an ass with my money when I first started making money. Cause I made a lot of money. My I mean, my first year I made six figures, you know? So that's a, that's a lot of money for a 21, 22 year old kid. Oh, yeah. The problem is, is I blew it all. I was impulsive and I wasn't disciplined. I was disciplined in some areas and not in other areas. So the one thing that I realized is how you do one thing 
is how you do everything. This is why I get frustrated when I see somebody toss a paper towel in the, in the basket and they miss and they don't pick it up. I know that other areas of their life are jacked up. They have to be, whether it's your relationship, you're probably cheating on your wife. Your Who heart. knows what you're, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. that was probably the one of the biggest things that I had to turn into a strength that I had to develop out of myself was that impulsive, un being disciplined in some areas and not disciplined in other areas. I would say that that was the biggest thing. And then maturity, which you're young, everybody makes stupid decisions, but I think that maturity was a big one. I didn't have a lot of humility when I started, you know? Um, because of everybody that was hating on me and I started making all this money and I just wanted to show it off and tell other people to screw off that didn't believe in me. Um, I think that God took that away from me for a little bit to humble me, you know? Um, so humility and maturity and the way that you get more mature is you surround yourself with mature people and you read books. You know, I feel like you got to read books and you got to surround yourself with people that are mature, that are outside of your age group, or even if you're- These are two huge ones that that's simple for people to, to do that don't right? get done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I feel like just surrounding yourself with mature people and reading books. We'll, we'll talk about reading books. Um, I mean, I feel like that's one where I pound this into people's mm -hmm. head and it's like pulling teeth, oh, you know, yeah, to-, to yeah to get them to realize how important this is for their life. Mm -hmm. And um, why do you think that is so difficult to get people to, to read coming from somebody that, I mean, I legit tell people I went through high school and college and never read one book mm -hmm. from front to back at all in my life ever. Uh, I hated reading. Mm -hmm. I hustled my way through. Yeah. And, and to somebody that I would probably say I average uh, two to three books a month mm -hmm. right now. And it would be more if I wasn't so in tune with podcasts, right? And I'm not just a fan of my own podcast. I listen to other people's podcasts and there's some strong ones out there, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I spend time in, in, uh, with, with, uh, my spirit, you know what I mean? And, in, in, uh, doing some, some audio and some books and hours and hours of self-development, um, talk to people about how important you think it is to, to focus on your, you know, they say, uh, uh, education, uh, formal education will make you a living and self-education will make you a killing mm -hmm. or formal education will give you a, a, a living, but, uh, self-education will give you a life, you know, those type of things. So, so people that continue on past high school or college educating themselves, you know, how important do you think that that is? Uh, which strategies have you used? Because uh, it couldn't have been natural to you. And why do you think it's so hard for others? Right. Um, well, the first thing I'll say is if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you graduate high school, you graduate college and you just stop, you're, you're, you're dying every single day. You know, you don't retain a lot of what you read, which is why you it's important to go back. It's funny if I could even use you as an example, if it's okay. Just the Come past on. five years that I've known you, I can tell you're actually doing, I know you're doing this, but one thing that's changed is your vernacular and your grammar over the past five years are it's, it's crazy. And it's, I could it's, there's no other explanation other than you're reading books constantly, you know? So you'll have a lot of little changes in your life. And I feel like, I feel like people just don't do it because they don't realize how important it is. People won't do things until they realize how important it is. And if, I mean, the only way that I can make you understand how important this is, is study people that are successful. You know, they say the average millionaire reads what? Five books a month, yeah, five 50 books a year, 50 a year, yep. something like that. Right. Yep. So if the average millionaire reads 50 books a year, 
I would challenge you to think about where you want your income level to be, even if it's 500,000 a year and you would be cool with that. Are you reading 25 books a year? Are you reading two books a month? Yep. You know, so I, I, people don't do things because they don't understand how important it is. Put it in an hourly form. You know, how many, how, mu how many hours you think a week does a person need to be pouring into their mind? At, in a form into of your podcasts, mind? books, audio books. You know, what, what, if, if I'm a kid out there and I'm 20 and I'm looking for like, I just need a goal. Like you tell me to do 10 reps. I got mm -hmm. three sets of 10. Like you coaching right. me up, give me an amount of hours that I feel like I should be digging in on a weekly basis as a, as a good start. At least, at least one hour a day. You think about this, you're an athlete right now and you blow out your knee, you tear something. What do you got left? What do you got left? You're in a horrible accident. God forbid that leaves you paralyzed. What do you got to fall back on? Your mind. Your mind. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's our most important asset. It's not your legs or your arms or your chest. Your mind is your most important asset in this world. What are you doing? This this is what I ask my agents. I say, guys, what is your most important asset that you have in this business? And they'll say, uh, my car, my phone, my leads. And I tell them, no, that's that's all. They're good answers, but they're incorrect. The most important asset that you have is yourself your mind. So what are you doing every single day to make sure that you're pouring into that asset? Because it's the most important one that you have. So I would say at least minimum one hour a day, minimum. Yep. yep. Uh, People I spend I, that on Facebook. I agree. I mean, as soon as you, as soon as I was asking a question, I'm thinking I would probably say that you got to start out with an hour. Right. If, if you can't give yourself and that's just like a workout, you want to mm -hmm. get in shape, you got to be able to invest an hour a day uh, to get in shape you know, at least. And with this, you ain't even got to stretch or warm up or cool down or go to the gym. Right. Or you just got to work that mind out. Right. And uh, you'll see it in your bank account. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we got about another five minutes. Uh, Earners are learners. I, I'll talk about that earning, mm -hmm. earning aspect. I think people avoid talking about money. You know, I'm, uh, the more that I start talking money, the more uh, uneducated I realize that people are on money. And I wonder why. You know, mm -hmm. how are people so overeducated in some areas that don't get them anywhere in life and and they'll get it for 12 years of school or 16 years and be coming out so uneducated in the main things, right. you know, that, that, right. that, the, the, the basics, the fundamentals and money. So I think people aren't educated on money. And then I think people are they're listening to the wrong people out there about money. So they they curse themselves with money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I don't want it. I don't want to get money because I don't want to be a bad person. Right. So it's like those two go don't go hand in hand. You know, not everybody that gets money is a bad person. Right. You don't have to sell your soul to make a shit ton of money. Right. You don't have to worship money to make a shit ton of money. Yep. Um, and, and so I think people uh, don't end up getting the money a lot of times because of their thoughts on 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 themselves and what people have told them about money. And because so much of our, you know, everywhere in the world as people have tracked from the ancient ages to no matter what your beliefs are, there's studies everywhere that shows how powerful your mind is. Mm -hmm. You know, your thoughts uh, become your words, your words become your actions, your actions form your habits and your habits form your life. So it starts off with your thoughts. Right. And so if my thoughts are polluted on, on money, how am I going to get any? Cause right. you're not seeing it. You know what I mean? So they, well, I got to be bad person. I don't want to not be a ba good dad. I want to be, I don't want to be a bad husband. I don't want to be a bad this. I don't want to be worship money or it, it. And and so people get that. And so they never get the money. Right. And so I think, you know, I think I, I just want to challenge people's thinking on there's nothing wrong with, with you being motivated 
to, you know, people, I think the right answer to people is always, well, I'm not money motivated. I'm not that, you know, I, I, money doesn't motivate me that much and all this shit. Well, I'm going to tell you money motivates the shit out of me. Amen. And, and, and I, I don't apologize for it because they say, if you show where a person, you know, you want to see what's important to a person, look at their checkbook and look at their calendar. And I'll show you in my calendar time that I designate to donating my time, energy, money, resources, uh, tons of money that I'm, that I'm donating, giving away, raising for, for other things, uh, from my hometown to, to, to other towns and out of this country. And I don't say that to be boastful. I say that to be an influence and an example of, you know, I'm giving over that 10% number. Right. And, and, and the more money that we make, the more difference in this world, we're going to be able to just make. magnifies the person that you are. What are we, what are we doing next week to raise money for what? Oh, for inspiring minds. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing that that outing yep to get two vans yeah and 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 so all i think about is well i wouldn't need to do that or i would be able to buy 10 vans to, mm -hmm. to transport more kids if i had 10 times the money or five right. times the money and and so understand that if you're a good person man there's a lot of good things you could do for this world if you become a good person with a shit ton of money amen and and if money makes you like i think about coaching football okay a person gets into coaching sports and, and coaching things because they, they like to help others, but they like to win. Right. They like the competitive nature of it. And so if all of a sudden I tell the coach, you're bad if you focus on winning. You're, you're bad if you don't just worry about treating people right. nice and teaching them don't hurt their feelings and teach them. Don't focus on winning, Coach Trussell. Don't focus on winning, Urban Meyer. If you focus on winning, you're bad. That means you, you don't care about the people. You just worship the W. I think what happens is we're all connected in making our lives better if we just focus on the winning. Right. If we focus on winning, we have to grow as a team. We have to grow as individuals. We have to do good things. We have to work out hard. I have to serve the shit out of my people to get people to follow my ass to mm -hmm. win. Who wants to follow a leader that they don't love and that they don't care about or respect? So that no means money. I got to serve you properly. If you're going to be motivated and loyal to me and we're going to win this thing, we have to be connected. In order for us to be connected, you got to know I care about you, which can't happen from mouth. It has to happen from action. action. And so all of these great things have to happen in order to win. And so if you're motivated on winning, but you get to help people in the process and it makes you a better coach because you're motivated on winning and it ain't the only thing you're trying to make good people out of them. You do give a shit about your players, trying to make them better fathers, try, but it's all circulated around us getting that championship, right. but it's not the only thing. I'm not killing players over it. I'm not dogging right. people. I'm not doing shady shit. I just want to win. And so I think, People that are money motivated in their heart, but they don't want to say it or, or do it. I think they're doing others a disservice. Not Absolutely. everybody's motivated by that. But if you say, man, I'm motivated by making a shit ton of money and you can show yourself on paper, man, if I do all these things, I'm going to make a shit ton of money. And then, you, and, and then, you know, in order to do that, you got to serve your clients. Great. Yep. You have to, you better serve better. You better work harder. You better become a better person. You better help more people in order to get that number. So it motivates you just like if somebody puts a hundred bucks on a basketball game, like it's a basketball game. It makes the game a little bit more fun because it's a hundred bucks. Right. So it don't have to be the only thing in your life, but I, I, what I'm saying is make sure you guys are educated on the topic of money. Yep. Make sure that you don't think that, that you, you, you can only, you, you can only be, you know, you can't serve others and be a good person and, and, and have money. Don't put that on yourself because what I've seen is the biggest, you know, I think uh, Les Brown said this first, this is the first place I heard it was out of Les Brown's mouth. 
And uh, man, I'm about to get back on a heavy dose of Les Brown. I just speaking at notice. I, you know, in, in the last couple of years, I haven't been as heavy on a, on my man shit. Les Brown, the OG. And 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 so Les Brown said it. The problem isn't that people aim too high; it's that they aim too low and they hit. Hit it. And so it's not that they aim too high and they miss. It's they aim too low and they hit that shit. Mm-hmm. And so I think people don't aim high enough. You know, I think that, that, you know, you look at people, you know, like us, I mean, we're not, you know, you should make a half a million dollars. If not this year, you'll, you'll, you'll be six, 700,000 plus. Year. You make a half a million this year, dog. No college education. No, no, no Harvard. No dad started you off with a pot of money. No, mm-hmm. you know, like I was in welfare lines. No dad, single mom, 19 right. in juvenile. Like, we ain't supposed to win like this. Right. And, and there's a lot of people that are, mm-hmm. and they have all those things. And I think a lot of what, what starts to stop them is, the, is they're not even expecting at it. They're not even looking nah. for it or ex- believing in it or, or thinking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why, why don't you close us down with, with any thoughts at all? Uh, quick tips on, on, uh, young people that have to do with, with money okay. or anybody that has to do with, uh, with, with money and any last bit of advice for any, uh, entrepreneurs out there, athletes out there. We got a lot of college athletes listening in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 advice would you give for people that that want to take it to the next level to to kind of round everything out? And any any snippets that I missed on uh, your your thoughts on money? Absolutely. Um, like I said, you know, uh, for a quick second there, I think that it just magnifies the person that you already are. And you say this all the time. If you're a bad person, it might make you worse. If you're a good person, it could make you an even better person with money. Um, I think that that's important to remember. Um, but what I would say to young people and entrepreneurs, man, is, you know, it's going to take time to be great, to do anything truly great is going to, I saw this quote, I'm trying to remember it. I only saw it once, but it said quick success breeds ego slow success breeds humility. And I think that that's so important to remember that when you look at the greats, even if it didn't take them a long time, they just crammed a shit ton of work into a lot of hours, more, more hours than everybody else. So either way, it's going to take a lot of, of so like, I think of like, I mean, I think of like the greats like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, they played basketball for the same amount of time than everybody else. But there's that quote, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? At 4 a.m., you know, Kobe calling his trainer up at four o'clock in the morning and the trainer shows up. Kobe's already sweating. You know, other people weren't doing that. So he had played basketball the same amount of time as people his age that were playing with him in the league. The difference was he put more in the time than everybody else did. He put more time into the time. Like yeah. he might've been playing been basketball. Doing it for 10 years or exactly. 20 years, but in those 20 years, we put in a hundred years of work. Exactly. That's why you accomplish stuff that nobody else accomplished. Exactly. Because you did a hundred years of work. Right. And somebody else did 20 or somebody else did 10. Right. Yeah. Makes I mean, sense. there's been people that have been in AIL for 12 years like you. What is it? 12 years now? 14, 14 years in December. 14 years now. But you put in way more work in 14 years than they did. And that's why you are where you are and they are where they are. So young people like, man, it has nothing to do with the amount of time. It has to do with the time that you're putting in. And it's 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 busy versus effective too. You have to remember that. It's not enough to just put in the time. It's like that uh, John Donahue that uh, uh, I believe is his name. Mr. Donahue, he's a, he's a world-class jiu-jitsu coach. He was talking about how people go into practice just to go to practice, and that's not enough. You have to go into practice with a purpose 
and you, you want to focus exactly. on what you better at. And that's the only way you can progress. So make sure, guys, it's not enough just to be busy. You have to be effective with your time, and you have to know why you're doing what you're doing with goals and progressing and moving forward every single day. And then the last thing I would say, embrace pain. Don't be soft. Embrace pain. Pain is a part of life. Pain is a part of growth. You can't grow without pain. It hurts to lift weights. It hurts to run miles. It hurts to hurts to even grow. Like you can remember when your legs were growing when you were a kid. That shit hurt. That's that's life. So I feel like you got to get used to like we try to avoid pain and our parents try to protect us from pain. And I love it how your grandpa made you stay out there and fight. You know, uh, I think that 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 would teach us a lot in life and in business and in sports. People have to get used to pain and they have to get used to suffering. And these are things that you have to embrace with the right mindset. You have to learn how to grow from pain. You have to learn how to grow from setbacks. And if you can learn how to treat setbacks and, and, and pain differently than everybody else, I think that's going to propel you years ahead of everybody else and where you're at. So I think in closing, those are the tips that I would have for, for young people out Love there. Love it. No pain, no gain. Thanks for joining us. Money Mike, Magic Mike, Mike Russin in the house. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, bud. Money.